whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Hey friends, Karen Pennington here. And you know, for the past two years or so, I've been thinking a lot about a game that I forgot for a couple decades, and that is the game of Peekaboo. Of course, for the past two years, I lower tears, I've had this beautiful little granddaughter who loves that game. And uh, anybody who's ever played it with a child usually understands that you think it's a good idea when you play Peekaboo you know, easy way to get a smile, right? But then 25 minutes later, when that child still wants to play peekaboo with you, and they're delighted, and you don't want to not delight them, at this point, you're going, I, how do I get out of this? You know, how do I get out of this? Fortunately, my granddaughter, who's now almost two and a half years old, doesn't play it quite so much. And I, like, I've taught her how to play it like with her stuffed animals. She used to try to play it with her dog, the poor ears. She would try to grab her dog's ears and put the ears over its eyes and peekaboo. But uh, it seems like a lot of times we're, we play peekaboo with God, by which I mean, we're looking for God and asking God to find us as if he doesn't know where we're at. You know, it's like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And then you open your eyes and go, oh, okay. So it's not really a matter of uh, us needing to find, like God's not lost. You know, it's it's a matter of us learning how to open our eyes and focus and see the God who's already here. And in fact, what what is Christmas um, if it is not the celebration of the fact that Emmanuel, God is with us, not just with us, in us, around us, through us, for us. And, uh, I've really been trying to look at a lot of scripture through that lens the last uh, few weeks. and Or rather, scripture's been finding me and talking to me that way, you know. Uh, and I've been going through the Psalms of, Psalms of Ascent, Psalms 120 to 134. It's been very eye-opening. I, I don't even know how much that term was on my mind until a couple weeks ago when I, when I started looking at it. I went, oh, what's the Psalm of Ascent? I suppose I'd heard about it. I'd never really studied it before. And um, it really is a psalm, um, they said these, these 15 psalms, Psalm 120 to 134, a psalm of pilgrimage. It is said that it was, they were put together as the children of Israel were coming back from a period of 70 years of captivity in a different country, which, what would have been like maybe modern day Iraq, ba Babylon. And as they came, you know, Jerusalem's on a hill. So they were actually literally walking up, ascending, ascent, and and into back into Jerusalem and preparing for God's presence, praying for renewal of blessing. And it's also said that the Levites and the priests would, as they ascended the steps to the temple, would say one psalm of ascent each step. There are 15 steps up to the temple, 15 psalms of ascent. Not a whole lot to memorize as far as that goes. They would memorize whole books anyways, but it'd be, um, there are anywhere from three to 18 verses. The average would be like six, seven, eight verses. In each of the psalms and they're pretty power packed 
And what it really is, we're talking about ascending. It's really a preparation, an ascending into the presence of God. And it just occurred to me this morning, is that not Advent when we're preparing for the presence of God? And the Psalms, technically, we're walking towards God's presence. And uh, in on Christmas, we're preparing, you know, and we prepare as we go into God's presence, we're preparing for the Advent or the coming of God into our lives. And heck, why don't we do both? You know, I'm, I'm taking, I'm seeing this picture of the child that, the baby, the toddler who's running to the father, or the mother, the mother that's walking to them. Um, goodness, the mother or father can cover a whole lot more ground, but there's something, such a blessing in seeing the child walk to you, even if it's only like four steps or three steps. And there's a blessing to the child seeing the father or mother running to them. And really what it's all about is running into God's arms because there's no better place. There's no safer place and that's really what today's psalm's about. Uh, psalm 125, we've covered uh, five psalms so, so far. And I don't think it's an accident how they were put together. It started really as just a heart's cry for deliverance. And isn't doesn't our walk with God begin with that often? Um, and doesn't our journey back into the, God, into the heart of God begin with that often? We're like, okay. particularly when we've forgotten or when we've fallen or when we've been through it. And we're just like, God. Please, 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 this desperation. And then along with the desperation, that next chapter 120 is just this assurance that, um, that confirmation. That I'm looking to you, God. You're the only one that can help me. God's the only one that can help me. And then 122 is saying, um, I have a place to go home. Specifically, it's talking about Jerusalem, but it's saying, God has given me a home. I'm, I'm going home. I'm coming home. And it's preparation, 123, again, is crying for mercy, but crying, it's not just a plea like, oh, no, no one's going to help. It's the way that you would call a father or a mother or a trusted advisor and say, listen, I'm in it. I can't handle this, but you can. And so even as it's a cry for help, it's also an assurance. It's kind of a both and, you know, I know it's just like falling into God's arms. Uh, 124 is a cry for a cry of remembrance. And God God helped us. He was the only one who could. If he hadn't helped us, we'd be we'd be shot. You know, we'd be shot. Um, and in one twenty five, we're it's almost like we're doing this dance between desperation and faith. Um, calling out to God and a declar and declaration that God God can do it. He's the only one that can. And in Psalm one twenty five it talks about security, it talks about God being the safe place, Jerusalem being the safe place. And in this case, Jerusalem, it, it is the home city, it's the home base. It, it represents security for a nation that wandered around for hundreds and hundreds of years and then was pulled away and brought back. And um, literally, it means city of peace. Uh, and really, it represents the presence of God, which, of course, cannot be contained <laughs> in Jerusalem. But Jerusalem was a sign of this, which is why Jerusalem is so significant, a sign of God's presence and blessing. And um, it was situated on a hill that was covered by other hills. So it had the safety of being on a hill and that people had to go up to it and you had the bird's eye view. But it also had the safety of other hills surrounding it so that you couldn't really see it from the outside of it, you know, the area I think is called Mariah. 
Mount Mariah, they used to say, but there's actually a mountain chain Mariah uh, back then. But So let's see what it has to say. It's only five verses. It says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which is, of course, the mountain that Jerusalem's on, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. As the mountains surrounded Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time on and forevermore. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest. Oh, let me finish that. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, so that the righteous might not stretch out their hands to do wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, and to those who are upright in their hearts. But those who turn aside in their own crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with evildoers. Peace upon Israel. Isn't that interesting? This very well could be a commentary on what happened when Israel was led away. This was a people called to righteousness, and they were led away when they fell away from God. The scepter of righteousness, of wickedness, will not rest on the land allotted to the righteous. So they, as they fell wicked, were led away, and now they're coming back um, in restoration and renewal and repentance. But I, I think there's one word in this that really clinches this all. Verse, verse 1, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. Now that word trust is so, so important. It, it's, um, there's no real nuance to it. It's something called the call, if I said it right, tense in Hebrew originally, which is the very simplest tense, the very simplest present tense. Um, but it's a form of presence called participle. Um, which means at ing, those who are trusting, those who simply and continually trust. That doesn't just mean belief, because you know, if we trust something, our actions follow. If I'm tired and I trust that the chair is gonna keep me up, I'm, I'm gonna sit on it. If somebody tells me what to do, and I, if, if I really believe that somebody telling me what to do is the best thing, and they tell me to do it, then I'm gonna do it. So we who trust God, try to be faithful and serve God because we truly believe that what God tells us to do is the best for everyone, including ourselves, and that it's the right thing to do. So those who are trusting, basically obedient faith, have no reason to fear. Um, what they're saying is our trust in God is like being in a fortress on a mountain that's surrounded by other mountains that people can't get to, that even if they did get to it, they'd be in the valley and we'd see them and they'd get shot down. I'm not talking about people, but, you know, forces forces. Uh, the heart of God, obedience to God, is the safest place. That reminds me of what my grandma used to say. Uh, every time we have family gatherings the last few years of her life, she would say, plead um, with everyone in the family, knowing that many of us knew the Lord, some of us still didn't. Be, come to the Lord, and she'd say, he is the only safe place. Reminds me of Psalm 46. Um, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their cringing, surging, there's a river whose stream make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. But the thing is, stuff around them is going bad. Nations are in uproar. 
Kingdoms that are in uproar. Nations fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This, that's Psalm 46. Um, I can't remember what version I quoted. Some version. Um, but that's the thing. It's, it's, they're talking about we're coming to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a safe place. But really, God is our safe place. And our journey to God, our journey to home, is a prayer away. It's a breath away. Which again comes back to Advent, to Christmas. We prepare for Christ's coming. We prepare our hearts. And we understand Christ is here. And as we try to enter this holy place and remember all these things about God, our need for God, our, our, um, the fact that God is our only help, the understanding that God gives us mercy and that he's helped us in the past and now that God is our safe place doesn't mean bad things won't happen but there is I'll tell you that concept of inner peace and inner joy highly highly undervalued Um, because if our idea of safety is always about our surroundings, we're never going to be safe because there's always going to be a threat. There's always going to be something in human beings. Let's look at our society today. People are worried about getting sick. People are worried about their rights being taken away. People are worried, 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 worried. And we're fighting all the causes. And we're fighting all the... And, and there's a time and a place for it. There's nothing wrong with fighting to stay healthy. There's nothing wrong with fighting for justice and freedom. For doing it the right way and the right time and all that. There's None of that's wrong. But what we're really looking for is peace. What we're really looking for is security. What we're really looking for is assurance that someone or something has got our back. And sometimes we forget when we follow the Lord, when we're trusting, when we're simply and continually trusting, we already have that. So challenge all of us today, fight for peace, fight for freedom, fight for safety, fight for security, as the Lord leads. But understand, when we're talking about the deepest sense of who we are in Christ, claim it. Maybe what you're looking for, you already have. You just have to unwrap that gift. Lord Jesus, you are a God of peace. We recognize you're a God of peace. You're a God who helps us. You're the only one who can help us, Lord. And we want to learn how to lean into that. We want to learn how to claim that. Whatever that means for someone's life today, if they don't know you today, just draw them in. Help them cry out to you. And then show them who you are in a new and real way. Um, We want to claim the freedom that you have, we want to claim the peace that you have. I just call out, I say no to the spirit of anxiety, the spirit of fear, the spirit of dissension, the spirit of chaos. I just bind them right now in your name. Um, ask for a new level of freedom, God. God, we don't even, sometimes we ask for things we already have. So today I just say, give us the wisdom and the awareness and the strength and the courage to claim them, God. Because I know you're a good God, you want to give them to us. Me as well, God. I claim your peace and your healing today. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. In your name, amen. Be blessed, my friends, and may the peace of God guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.